Geek Shock. Geek Shock. When it says libbies, libbies, libbies on the label, 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 nothing's better, better, better on your table, table, table. So how comfy are you in your in your jeans there? Really not comfy, huh? I'm fine. Cut I don't know circulation. How, I don't know how you are, but I'm I'm totally cool. Okay, okay. I mean, we have to jack up the AC for you, so. fat fucks. So oh, you know. oh wow, wow, wow! Is there a story wow. here or something? Wow. He is, I never complained. About he is the, the thinnest of the fat fucks in a room, but he's still no. <laughs> not by much. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have your. Your your PJ pants hiked up uh, like your I do a rice farmer on harvest. That's <laughs> it's true. Because, you know why? Because it's hot in here. And it's and, not hot, and, in and here. the water in the patio is knee deep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. You have your pajama pants on. That's I have correct. my pajama pants that's on. Correct. Uh, you know what? I have slacks. Oh, slack. Okay. Kind of silky trousers, if you will. As has been said, I dress like I'm a model for the Gap. <laughs> no. Who said that? Uh, Donnelly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, wait. I, was, I was wearing my I was wearing my grown up clothes. You know, I was oh, wearing slacks yeah. and the button down shirt. Oh, okay. I okay. wasn't wearing my cool brown coat T shirt like I am right, right now. with slacks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> T shirt and slacks is is very underrated. I was gonna mm. say now you're just a model you, for Sears, the Sears mm. catalog. You got pointed oh, Italian not that, shoes. I'm not that fancy. It's Kmart. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pointed Italian shoes. I'm trying to see. I your don't, but I'd like oh. to get some. Thank God. Imagine the destruction oh, he'd wreak with just, those. Yeah, yeah. Slice, actually, no, they'd be like blades. Be slicing right through <laughs> the cords, and everything. That's yeah. There you go. This Christmas, let's get Andy some steel-toed shoes and watch the wackiness ensue. I want knife this shoes. This Christmas, I want James I got Bond knife steel-toed shoes. James Bond, <laughs> the very next day. So, anyways, you guys went to Red Lobster before the yes. show. Oh yeah, yes. endless yes. shrimp, endless shrimp event. Yes, wubba lubba dub dub. I'm a little upset I couldn't make it, but Andy over here, fact yep. check. You're yeah. in tremendous amounts of pain, Kirsten. Goes and gets chicken <laughs> yeah. from the great chicken place, Red Lobster. Mm, maple chicken. <laughs> yes, and uh, the, the 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 most amusing thing was like right as he flipped open the menu and he says. How much grief am I going to get for ordering the chicken here? And uh, to which Kirsten replies, "Plenty, none here, <laughs> but plenty." Let's save when it when we're recording. And there yep. it is. That was- Although I, th- I think our dinner guest gave me some shit about it, if I recall. Yes. Oh my god, that was like, so goddamn funny! <laughs> Michael joins us for dinner. Michael Ellsroth. Michael Ellsroth, <laughs> and he comments during the meal. Like, did you get chicken? You know. <laughs> I used to make jokes all the time at Andy's expense. I'd listen to the podcast, all the spilling and stuff, and, you know, it was just funny. And then I met him, and I I can't make jokes about him anymore. He's such a nice guy. And I was like, oh, don't worry, Michael. You get a couple spills on your carpet. You'll change your tune. <laughs> That's true. And then at the end of the meal, <laughs> Andy, you spilled after, after you? four no. of us, after like four of us, no, three of us had the endless shrimp, and Jeff had... The gigantic, ginormous feast. The ultimate feast. And he's yeah, like, the Eastern oh, Seaboard. I'm ready to fall asleep. I'm like, what? Uh, I'm full of food. And Michael goes, what? You just had two strips of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, see how easy it is, Michael? <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, there must be something in the air. 
to be fair, Andy has been eating very small portions yeah. every time we've gone out to eat up until this time. Mm-hmm. So he's gotten used to the smaller portions. I'm trying. Still fat, but I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's obviously not working. No, it isn't. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Revenge of the breadstick. Our, <laughs> our problem is we really need to cut back on the sugar, and there's a lot of sugar in this yeah. place. We need what to cut back about? on a lot of everything. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? He says, says, he says right well, stuffing a cookie in How can mouth? you cut back on sugar when Mandy brings us Tim Tams from Australia? It's yeah. true. Uh, that was so funny. I opened up one of those packages. <sighs> mm-hmm. And it just is classic, you're used to America, because the first thing I notice is, wow, each little cookie has a separate separator in its own compartment. They're not jam-packed together. Not sleeved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what are there, only 10 in here? Jesus. It was funny. But boy, were they good. I gave uh, gave one to... I was going to say, it said something like portion size is 10. Mm. So... I gave one to Frankie, and she likes. She starts eating, and goes, "Is this one of those old foods that only old people know about? That don't know us about? It's it's too good for for like kids." And I'm like, no, no, it's just from Australia. I go, oh, it's, yeah, that explains it. Just like toffee fade, yeah, toffee yeah. fade, too good oh, for the, kids. There was a salted caramel. Did mm-hmm. you guys? Oh get my that? god, that's that, dude. Yeah. Do you think there's any of those things left? Come on, it's been four days. There's some over bucket, there if you want. Whole box no, I, still. I didn't know if uh, we all got the same flavors. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't one, know either. That is amazing because it seriously has this hint of salt aftertaste that complements the sweet perfectly. I was just, I was stunned. I was like, "This is, this is great." Yeah, yeah amazing. Tim Tim, did you yummy. eat that um, English, whatever that thing was? Like the, it's almost like a penis stick. I didn't get Pe- one of those. Where the hell is your mind at? <laughs> yeah. well, that's like what, this? You're using your hands for this, <laughs> drawing the cindle, c- cylinder thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. It's so pretty that bad. English penis? So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that? The spotted the, dick? The thing in the- yeah, yeah, it was awful. Spotted dick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's awful. So these are the three flavors she gave me. Is it the same ones yeah, you yeah. guys got? Okay. Yeah. So one that just says white. It's very good. Hey. One that says double coat. You racist. And then the salted caramel and vanilla. Mm. Now, she also gave me a bag of these little uh, hard candies. candies. Hard candies. Yeah. It says minties. Oh, those are awesome. And it actually tastes like like herbal mint as opposed wow. to like, so like artificial mint flavoring like a lot of the candies. It, it, it's, it's like that tough, that really tough taffy. Yeah, yeah mm. it is. Oh, it's It's so really amazing. tasty. It just, it was. The it mouth totally, feels amazing. It totally threw me because I'm like thinking, oh, okay, it's mint flavored. That's and what I, I said. Started chew on it and I'm like, huh. I was gonna go there, but I didn't. It's like if you were to boil down mint tea and sweet. That's what it. she said. Damn. Welcome to oh, Fat Chalk. Oh, <laughs> that was a good one. I need some ointment for that burn. And <laughs> that's what she said. Where's God damn it! <laughs> some some topical cream. Yeah. Welcome to Geek Shack number four hundred and seven. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. The famous Paul. A very burned. In red maple leaf. Oh, I, 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 I didn't catch it. (laughs) I I get what Andy's doing. I get what Andy's doing. That was actually that was actually an inspired moment at the the Scoop Fest uh, Mm -hmm. Jock and Nerd Ball. Andy shows up wearing a Scoop Fest T-shirt, black jacket, black pants, trousers, and weirdly colored shoes, and it took. Oh, I, I don't know. What was it? A half a second or something? It, yep. it took us. There was a little processing, and then I'm like, holy shit. 
He's dressed like Paul. <laughs> and then he comes walking up to Paul when Paul's taking pictures. And Paul's got this uh, Dracula he was, outfit He was doing on. the Vampire of the Masquerade costume. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Andy comes walking up to him. And everyone else is going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my. And Paul just looks at him. And everyone's like, ah. And Andy's just standing there with that angry look, you know. The, that, the, pa- the, the that, Paul look. The, the, the pa- annoyed Paul look. You, you looked at everyone and they're, you know, like you look from one face to the other. <laughs> No, I just no, looked, I just, just looking I just looked at, Paul. at Paul with Paul's annoyed look. And then Paul's like, are you me? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it was actually great. Oh. He loved it. It was funny. It was so funny because after that, after that, you see Andy in a corner of your eye. You think it's Paul. <laughs> wow. The rest of the night, I was just like, what? No, wait, what? I colored my beard, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's true. He wasn't old, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it's old man, Paul. <laughs> old man, Paul. No. It was and that was like a last minute thing. I actually, I was going to uh, bring a machete. And because there was a bit in a recent episode where they're talking about the guys in machetes uh, taking over the islands that are hurt under hurricane. They're sort of like looting oh. and by, by machete. Wow. And uh, Kirsten was asking what he should wear. I'm like, oh, you should get a machete. I'm like, oh, shit, let's get one costume. And it was really like the last minute thing. It's like I ran home for something. I'm like, oh, wait, I got this. I got, yeah, okay, come yeah. on. Done. So Andy, and I colored my beard with the crayon. Andy got <laughs> to play Paul, and I got to be the insensitive uh, exploitation of hurricane uh, ref, <laughs> re- refugee Actually, suffering. several people thought you were Hunter Thompson, which is kind of cool, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that hat was kind of, okay. Yeah. All right. I just need a cigarette holder. <laughs> All righty. Well, I want to thank everybody that came out to the Millennium Fandom Bar, met with us, had a great time there. Special thank you to Mandy, Chris, Jeff, Gabriel. You gave us such what are wonderful you gifts. For? Did you ever say your name in the middle of that, by the way? Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad with names. So no, I'm your here, own I'm, name. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, hey, yeah, shut up. He's yeah. very bad with names. Don't embarrass him publicly. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up. I love you guys that came out, but I'm really bad with names. So He I really loves here. Australian chick. <laughs> Australian chick. English guy. <laughs> but I realize Mandy and Chris. I know. I get it. If dude, you're dude, listening. Dude with glasses. <laughs> uh, Je- Jeff. Jeff 2.0. <laughs> oh, and his wife that came later. <laughs> Oh, oh man! <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was great meeting. It was great meeting. It was fun. It that was, was, it was nice. wonderful. That was very nice. That was good fun. And, it's, uh, it's like meeting old friends. It's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for all the drinks. Lunch, uh, yeah, and the drinks and, and other things people brought me, and it was a fun time Wait, playing people games. People bought you guys drinks. Yeah, they bought yeah. us drinks. What the hell? Oh. You came late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you came late. No, people bought us drinks all weekend, buddy. By, by the time <laughs> they were done with these guys, Jeff, they were out of money. Oh, I there see. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, because you know, you got two unemployed fucks here. So. Yeah, that helped. <laughs> Riding that there's, gravy chain. There's definitely a pity train here. They took your jibs. <laughs> and so, Moocher. There's yeah. two unemployed guys and a Moocher. No, oh, okay. Well, is that how it is? No. Yeah. Jealous. Plus, uh, oh, please. Oh, oh, please no, go ahead. Just, go ahead. No, also, uh, the, the cookie, the special... Uh, oh, uh, Jess's cookie. Yes, 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 yes. We got to say thanks for that because that was tasty. Jess yeah, that is one, magical. That one didn't make it out of the... That one appeared and disappeared within seconds. I <clears throat> got torn... Because I was like, this Andorian cookie that I got way long, I, it's too beautiful. It's too fucking beautiful. I, st- I can't. I still like, have my corks one over there. Yeah, I, well, I couldn't bother. The to Andorian open it. cookie eventually just kind of like crumbled. It went, it and I'm went, like, uh, I better have this before it just 
utterly dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say it went from Andorian Blue to uh, yeah, Orion right, Green. Green. Yeah, right. <laughs> Orion Green. Co- cookies aren't forever. Something. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, you know what? Not this time. They're this, not Twinkies. They, cookies they, are it's forever. It's got to be relish. Forever. No, it's, it's, no, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Elton John throwing the song for the queen on the fire. Sure. So... <laughs> What? Gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? I played a bunch of games. <laughs> that he you did. ran the game room. I, I ran Scoop the Fest. game room. So, uh, yeah. When my, right off the bat, we had started a game of, um, of uh, Joking Hazard, which is uh, the guys from Cyanide and Happiness, the cartoon. So it's kind of like... Uh, um, it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity with cartoons. Okay. And so we started the game up, and then somebody else came in the room and said, oh, take my seat, you know, and, I'll, and I started getting other people playing games, and I turned around, and the the table I'd been playing at, there were still five people playing the game, but it was five entirely different people. It is, and, and then soon after that, it switched over to um, Cards Against Humanity, which played the whole weekend, pretty much. There was almost always a game of Cards Against Humanity going on at that table. That's a proper game for Scoopfest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't like smuggle in DC deck builder and be like, "Oh, I've never played this before." No, uh, no what do we do, guys? No, I did not. But uh, I did play. Uh, I did play several games I hadn't played. I played uh, um, Secret Hitler. That was fun. I, uh, I love the name. Yeah. Um, so a break, game of Pandemic broke out, which I have no wow. idea how to play. It didn't get finished, but it did ran for a couple hours. Uh, wow. Pandemic ran its yeah. course. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple games of Guillotine. Uh, some zombies. Guillotine's a good one. I yeah. like that one. And zombie, uh, zombie dice, or the zombie with the, the, the miniatures. Piles, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of other games. I took photos of a bunch of them, but they're, uh, it was just a great, fun time. Lots of games. Wonderful. Yeah. I have been watching and liking the Orville. Ah, the it's Orville. Three episodes in uh, the comedy newest. Star Trek show from Seth MacFarlane. You know, it's, that's the thing is it, it's not as much comedy as a lot of people are trying to. That's what I hear. A lot of people layer it in it. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it's interesting because it's got a lot of the elements in the in the three episodes I've watched. I should say it's got a lot of elements of the best of what Star Trek is. You know the social commentary and so forth. And this last episode had a lot of Star Trek elements, but at the end, instead of the the quick positive resolve like you typically get at the end of a Star Trek episode, it went in a completely opposite direction where you're like. Oh, maybe somebody's going to learn from this. Society's going to change and be more accepting. And it went on like business as usual, kind of showing that whole, you know, that sometimes things don't change right away. <laughs> oh, socially. real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was, I was kind of thrown by that, and I was like, you know, kudos to him to, you know, to go forward and do that. You know, you don't always get that happy ending. I, and oh, uh, damn it, happy ending. Yeah, should have stopped off at the. You just uh, got to pay an extra eighty bucks. Right. That's right. Yeah. But uh yeah, you know, it's uh it's it's a series with a lot of potential. We were talking I'm earlier. Watch it. Yeah. We were watching Star Trek. I mean yeah. anyone else? Discovery? Yeah, Star Trek. I Discovery. Get to yeah. it. Are we moving on to Discovery? Which I still refuse I, I, oh. see, I, I do not understand. Well, I apologize. I didn't know you had a whole section. No, no, I don't, but oh. uh, I mean I still don't know. People keep calling it STD, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> and they're, they're like and I'm sitting there, I'm I'm reading one of the complaints online about, you know, why do they have to call it Discovery? Why does it have to be STD? And I'm like, well, let's take a, a step back and look at how you guys acronymed all the other treks. It was TOS for the original series, <laughs> TNG for next gen, DS9, and VOY for Voyager. So why the hell do you have to keep the ST in to just make... I think people are intentionally trying to 
lay a negative on it before they even watch it. That's because right. They should just be, go with Star Trek Dis. No. Or, you know, <laughs> or they could go DSC for Discovery. Or XD. <laughs> but uh, no std makes sense not in the fact I'm, that it's the joke right but in the that you know tos yeah ent for it, enterprise though yeah ent right. was enterprise as well thank and you voi but i think that's that dis was what they were thinking was going to be the name because that was the last couple of three as far as the mm-hmm. but no std was going to be it okay. because it's not so much that well one it's the joke but two, right. it's also what trips off the tongue easily. An mm-hmm. STD str- just jumps right out. Yes, right. it does. Whereas, Kate, whereas nice sound. Yeah. Oh, you hope it jumps off the tongue. Trippingly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. Don't swallow. <laughs> I am not a but fan anyway. of the Klingons. Well, that's, you're, you know, you're entitled yeah. to your opinion. I know that, That's Jeff. right. I yeah. know you're a yeah, fan, Jeff, Jeff but I ain't a fan. It's um, fucking Zindi Reptilians. That's what it is. All right. They were like Enterprise. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now... Granted, I've only seen the one episode, so it's hard to judge an entire series from one episode, but I did enjoy it. Although they didn't sell people on the... People were bagging on it before they even saw it, so I mean, there was getting a lot of negative press because... It's got the negative behind a paywall thing, so... And that alone loses a few marks. Right. But there are people paying for other CV series behind paywall, and they're not throwing up as much of a fit as they are for Star Trek. I think it's just because we had free Star Trek for so long, people are throwing a fit. And I see. I disagree. I think this is this, this is an open ploy to force people yes. to watch CBS Access. That's, no, yeah, that's it is. It is a marketing mind. ploy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm paying for Netflix and loving the Marvel shows, but if I didn't have Netflix, I'd have. I mean, I'm not financially in a position to just pick up fucking streaming services to watch shows. So I actually might be SOL because I don't know if I could actually do it just for the shows. All right. What is for that you, Kirsten, here's what you do. You oh, wait until the whole series the is out. Are. You wait till the whole series <laughs> is out. So what, February, I think? This February or March is when we'll they're supposed see. to have all the episodes done. You sign up for your free seven-day trial and you binge it and you cancel it. I got to do all that work. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time Stop. when TV was turning on a button. Yeah. And switching to a channel, and you're done. Back in my day, you had to get up off the couch to turn it off. Oh, fuck right. that. Nope. But That's why you have kids. I'm also Boy, get I'm wondering, Change. Jeff, I do wonder if they're going to stagger releases and never have the whole series uh, available. Well, I mean, they said that all the episodes would be available. Yeah. So. I, well, Me, I'll probably wait till it comes out on DVD. Mm. There you go. Simple I'll just as wait that. for hand. Puppets. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to subscribe to another. I do, some of the best stuff being made from Stephen King's work is on Hulu and continues to be. Mm. Right. And I still haven't pulled the trigger on Hulu because I don't yeah. want to deal with another streaming service. Yeah, I don't want to be paying, you know, tons of money for different services. I understand everybody's got to make a buck, but fucking well, a, un- it's un- me- fortunately that is the future. Everybody is. Is I'm sure you've got it in the news too, but like everybody is starting to pull their stuff from Netflix and from all mm-hmm. these streaming services and going with their own. Sure, and it is and a that symptom bubble of, will burst. And it is, a, yeah, it is a symptom it will of hit the, too much. This cord cutting desire that you know people mm-hmm. are willing to. 
cut cable right now, and all of these other services. And, and that's the issue. People are wanting to cut cable to save money. And when you're no longer saving money by cutting cable, yeah. when it goes like, well, I could subscribe to cable and get all these channels versus the limits I have for these five other subscriptions that's costing me exactly the same amount. Right. Well, I mean, well, eventually they might start uh, pulling shit from like their cable and shit, or might although, be pulling out a cable altogether. Why not? If you're well, going to do yeah, access, I mean, cable streaming. companies are already having difficulty making good. You know, fuck those guys, them and well, their monopolies. Yeah, I'm well, glad. Yeah. No, fuck I'm, them in the neck. I'm not saying they don't deserve what they've got coming, <laughs> but once they're gone, there's going to be nothing to fill the void, mm. and we're going to be left with. Over the air broadcast and signing up for and all these thousands of different what, subscription services. What if it back around? What if, if, what, back if around? what if free broadcast actually became a new haven for good programming because that's where people were tuning in because they just can't pay for all this fucking balkanized streaming? Well, that well, was my argument problem. against cord cutting to begin with. Is like you're gonna. St- you're going to wind up paying the same anyway because you're going to have to subscribe to Hulu and you're going to have to subscribe to CBS and you're going to have to subscribe well, to Well, it ABC. wasn't that way. No, no, no. no I didn't, I didn't started, cut yeah. the cord myself. No, and, I know. And you... once again, I'm, I'm a broke-ass fuck. But I didn't cut the cord because I could get all this streaming. I cut the cord because I just couldn't afford it. And I didn't want to pay that kind of money. Well, I know, but I so, mean, I remember when Paul was saying, you know, oh, we, yeah, yeah. we cut the cord, saved a lot of money, and we're all happier now. And I'm like, well, but how much are you paying per month for, for Hulu? And he had, what, Hulu and Netflix and, like, something else, yeah, too. Yeah, but... He, oh, but, oh, and he ended up getting all access, too, because Anne wanted to watch some yeah, that's show true. on there. So I'm sitting there, I remember. I'm thinking to myself going, I'm like, you're already at, like, half of what you were paying for cable already, mm, if not half. three quarters... So you're almost back to what you were paying for cable. Oh, he was going to sign up for HBO and so he could continue to watch Game of Thrones. So that would have probably put him. Mm. But I'm just saying, you know, in general, it seems like you're going to be paying more by cutting the cord than sticking with the way it's going. When, yeah. I mean, when cable stores first got big, it was 300 channels with nothing on. Right. Now there's tons of really good shows out there. So it's a different there's, beast. There's still 300 channels with nothing on, but then you've got the other no, 100 no, no, no. there's 400 total channels you, you, and only 100 of them have something worth watching early, early, true i early, mean you always go to like the same 20 let's say bbc fucking mb well i don't know in my in my case <laughs> bbc america bbc america hockey yeah. channel yeah canuck central <laughs> CBC. No, no, it's not. It's not Canuck Central. It's it's just A. Oh, okay. A with an exclamation point at the end. Exactly. A boot and sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's not three major networks. It's not A. It's not ABC. Well, like Kurt was saying, you have ABC, NBC, and CBC, CBS here. Right. Up there, it's A, sorry, and about. Oh, okay. About a boot. Yeah, really. See, what is that, the, um, the American channel in Canada? Well, tune in to About for great American programming from the U.S. <laughs> anyway. Man, I would... Somebody needs to get on that because I would, I would watch a show that's all about how to do shit called A Boot. <laughs> all right, so BBC America, AMC maybe. Okay. El Rey Network because they just have fun shit on there like mm-hmm. kung fu movies, all, monster movies, all that shit. Old or, old horror, that's and well. all those classic eighties and nineties yep. TV shows now. Over too, the top, yeah. classic. That's where I saw it. Oh boy, El Rey. <laughs> classic. Um, obviously, me because I like sports, so 
hockey channel, and that's pretty much it. So that's even less than 20 for me. So that's why I have Sling TV. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this much. It, it, if you want to talk about paying money, if I could budget it, Jeff, I would mm-hmm. shell out $100 a month if I could a la carte pick, say, a dozen channels. Right. The only ones I want. But they, There's already a service for that. Unfor- it's called Sling TV. Yeah. I have it. But even Sling is now having issues because... Because nobody's using it. Well, because some of these networks are trying to pull their programming from them. They're having issues with keeping local broadcasts, etc. on there. So. Yeah, and it's it, it just just an unimpeded, this is, you know, pay us 100, you pick, you know, X number of exactly what you want. Because one of the things that drove me crazy about cable is there were a couple channels I wanted that were always in the next motherfucking tier. Right. And if you didn't buy the whole package... You couldn't get that, and it was just motherfucking eight or ten channels oh, yeah. that I wanted, but they had them spread across everything, so you had to go whole hog. Mm. Well, you it know was why? irritating as shit. I can tell you exactly why it's so expensive, because you can thank ESPN. That is the main issue why cable is ridiculous. Yeah. Because they got to pay all that shit. ESPN is ridiculous. Well, and it's also because the ESPN post Disney acquisition, because they're saying, well, you need to carry... All of the ESPN channels, plus we want you to carry all of our Disney channels, too. And yeah. so they were charging out the ass, but, you know, these cable companies, which I'm not saying they don't deserve it, because these cable companies have been gouging us for decades. Yeah, fuck them. In their monopolies. But, yes, it, it's 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 a symptom of a larger problem. And then now ABC is having issues, or excuse me, not ABC, but Disney is now having issues with the fact that these cable companies now can't afford to pay them what they're they were paying before so i don't know if you saw a, a couple months ago espn did like massive layoffs to try to trim down what it costs to operate the the channel now because the cable companies could not afford to pay them you know these well, gouging prices that do, they were is that even feasible could you have and a, a streaming only not not and in addition cuz i know you got like nfl channel and stuff but could you could is it conceivable ESPN could end up going streaming yeah, only? It's yeah, they're well not streaming uh, only, no, but they no, do have a streaming service in the works. No, yeah. because they're paying they're paying way too much for um, the NFL. Yeah, right. so they need to like they're paying ridiculous in the billions. Yeah, they, they the overpaid for their the Monday Night Football, which is it's pretty much making them go broke right now. Wow! So they've cut everyone from the hockey side. So I don't well, watch ESPN. That's ri- it was Eddie. like five was, feet away. How did you knock it over? <laughs> it, well, he, yeah, he just it, it it felt his essence and oh took my. a dive. <laughs> so <laughs> for you guys listening, he walked you behind the couch fan? and it was no. three he, feet away. He, he knocked over a figure from. I mean, the it collection. takes a, you have to scare a hell of a lot to knock down Punisher from that far away. Wowzy woo woo oh. But it's, if anybody, it's like but, Eeyore and Schleprock <laughs> fucked. And, oh, wowzy woozy. Oh, my Christ. How do not you a bit, do folks. that? It's not a bit. Guys, wow. he seriously did. He walked past it, and it just plunk off the show. <laughs> Somebody call John Bernthal. Make sure he's still alive. I'll have you guys know I made it through the entirety of Scoop Fest without spilling on anyone. Oh, you saved it from my place. Thank at the, you. At the, at the after party, however. <laughs> Mullins, you, 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 you went to town? Uh, at the after party, I did spill. Uh, <laughs> did, 
Did you get a rousing flossing. cheer? Did everybody flock around? It was shot. very subtle. <laughs> oh. But it was directly on someone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that special you know someone what? got the interactive you, geek shock experience. You, you probably <laughs> made their day because they've been listening to the I podcast did. going and like, I he sp- spilled on me. I so spilled awesome. her drink on me as she was buying me a drink. Oh, yes. Wow. <clears throat> okay. All right. Oh. That's that's a good. Yeah. That's good. So the story. drink was spilled on you then. Okay. No, I spilled her drink on her while she was handing oh. me my drink. Uh, well, of course. You're like the yeah. I didn't do it kid from yes. Simpsons. Like everyone just turns in the bar. <laughs> spill, 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 do it. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and it gets old quick as you look around the room. Oh. <laughs> I'm just. And no Ow. Joke. I don't know if it's old. I, I think we're. Uh... Boy, boy, we we are some cranky fat fucks. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Welcome to old Chuck. <laughs> Welcome to old fat Chuck. <laughs> but essentially, NFL is killing ESPN. Yeah. All right. How about the Ocho? Well, that makes fucking sense. NFL Monday Night Football. Well, football in general, it's on free TV. People right. are already pissed about the local blackouts. Then ESPN gets Monday Night Football. Well, it I was, can't watch it. Wait, in other places, people want to go to the strip clubs to watch the football, right? Huh. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too because it made no sense when ESPN did that because it was on ABC. They they paid basically Disney paid for it and then shifted it to ESPN. So it's like, uh, wait a minute. So you're moving it from a free over the air broadcast. To a paid tier, yeah, okay. so we can blame the fucking mouse cable. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn you, or mouse. whoever made that decision, fire him. But, so I got uh, a raise for that shit. At any rate, enough about cord cutting and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but really? dis- discovery looks like it, it visually was stunning. From I what, mean, from what I'm hearing about it, I look forward to watching it. Yeah, later. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I think it's got a lot of potential. I mean. The third episode is going to be out in a uh, week. This Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. Thank you. Mm. So, so, yeah. I've only, I only got to see the first episode. I, didn't, I saw them both. the second I one. You did both. see them both? Okay. Are they both on the same day? Yes. Whoa. Back to back. Whoa. Thing? Yes. yes. Well, I only got one recorded. <laughs> I was yawning. As we know. It wasn't on CBS? Into the mic. No, it was on CBS. <laughs> I, I, I actually did a seven-day trial for the All Access. Oh, okay. yawning. I so see. they put them there, both of them. I see. All right, and I didn't deep dive this because I don't care that too much of a lick for All Access. <gasps> uh, but what All Access offers, is it kind of like what Disney is going to offer where we have our entire back catalog of all Disney things if you subscribe is that go back to like CBS and all their archive vault it's shows it's very similar yeah there's a lot because I mean because actually that would be a little more interesting Smothers Brothers I, had, I would get behind Smothers Brothers I yeah. had the CBS app on my phone for a while and it kept asking me to sign up for all access and you would go through like it, it didn't say until you would tap on it whether it was you know free to watch on the app or if you had to go all access because like at the time I, I think I missed some, uh, like the DVR didn't record a program, so I went and watched it through the app because it was the, the next day. You can still, within that, I think it's like a three or four day period from the air date, you can watch current programming it's like I couldn't through the give, app. That's, that's it. I don't care about current programming. But what I want to know is, what I'm saying, though, do they have old failed yes. shows from the 80s? Well, I don't like, know about failed like shows, shows but they that have. lasted like saw, four, four episodes. Like Hot El Baltimore. Sure. Yeah. I saw a bunch of, I didn't go through it all, but there's a bunch of selections you can do. But they were they were advertising heavily for um, David um, Angel's new show. Oh, uh, um, SEAL Team? Yeah. 
So it was during during Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Dave, I forget. I can never say his last name. Borianas. There we go. <laughs> Borianas. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't it was, help. That Andy. was only no. only on all access. So that was like their second um, like ship they were launching with it or something. So you can, yeah, that's. So they go from Star Trek to Middle East, kill the brown people. But right. Torgo doesn't care. He wants to know if when Things Were Rotten is on there. Yeah, I want to know if you know. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Wizards and warriors. Yeah, that's what right. I want. I want he wants to know if Lots of Luck is on there. NBC All Access, Manimal. I can keep naming old shows all night long. <laughs> Whiz Kids, <laughs> Tales of the Gold Monkey. I don't care. I want to see those old failed yeah. shows. All right. all right. Seeing if I can bring up like their, their back catalog yeah. of stuff. Tor- all right. Jeff's is on it. Uh, I want to bring up something that I kind of rediscovered. I've talked about the library app that I used before for audiobooks to get from the library, or you can also get ebooks from the library. What's a library? It's this uh, place that's uh, that's a. It's where the homeless people aren't allowed to yes. look at the porn. Okay. That's the place. Uh, but there's an app called Overdrive, and Overdrive is great. It allows you to connect to your local library if they're a part of it. And check out books over your phone, tablet, that sort of thing. And pretty easy to do. But Overdrive now has Libby. Libby is a new app from the same people, but it makes it even easier. I mean, ridiculously easy to check out digital stuff from the library. So I'm loving this thing. When there's Libby, Libby, Libby on the table, 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 you I'm, like it, like it, like it. No, I got backwards. You're close. You'd like it, like it, like, like it, it at your table, table. Yes. Libby, Libby, Libby on the table, table, table. Whoa. Now, you might think he was doing that right, but he was really just... Letting the brain fire off and right. his mouth go. <laughs> random neurons. <laughs> neurons are firing. Welcome to random neurons. See, I thought Libby was an app that uh, we get all our stock cliches to anger our libertarian oh, friends right, on right, Facebook. Right. But oh no, that's libtard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but the interface for listening to audiobooks is fantastic. I haven't done ebooks with it yet, but I assumed it's just as easy. I found it much more easier to renew books through this. From the app itself, just going through your own library and what they offer was so awesome. So that is now how I'm listening to audiobooks. And I don't listen to too many audiobooks a year just because I'm not in my car all that much. Mm. But this experience with Libby has been so much better than Overdrive, and I liked Overdrive. Mm. So if you're looking at connecting with your local library digitally, Libby is really impressive. So it's kind of a maximum version of Overdrive. It's a simpler oh, version Jesus. of Overdrive, you <laughs> asshole. God damn it. You, you got that hook, line, and sinker. I did. I oh, did. God, that's damn. Andy's taking a picture of you right now, like holding you up. Like, there we go. He's la- No, he's laughing so hard he dropped, dropped his phone. Dropped his phone. I, I just wanted to say that slacks and spills don't go together. <laughs> It's just He's, this wait, dark you, you line. Sp- you spilled on yourself and dropped your phone? Yes, I did. <laughs> what, do, what are you going for the trifecta? What's the trifecta? I'm not dropping the action figure. That's going to be a horrible, horrible surprise. You're going you're gonna to freaking knock off the recorder next? <laughs> I can't believe I got that by. <laughs> It'll be edited out. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no. It's, that was beautiful. That was just, kudos, sir. Many kudos. Don't encourage him. <laughs> What else did you do this week, guys? That was it for me. Okay. 
Wait a minute. What did you do? Oh, you watched watch, Star Trek. You watched yeah. STD. Oh, wow. right. Yeah, I got an STD. Okay, um, got two. Went to mm-hmm. went to back to back. One after the other. That's right. Went to Million Fandom Bar. Let's see. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the end of. Oh, I went uh, to Brad's one. Toys and picked up uh, Todd's uh, gift there. Got me a, a beautiful reproduction of Molnir. Oh, it's a reproduction. I lifted it, so I assume so. <laughs> He's worthy. So am I, because I. Yeah. You know. so, so, had to get in the thank house you. somehow. Yeah. Yes. Well, we built the house around it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. The Hammergren effect. <laughs> that would actually be funny. Oh, you know what? Before I forget, for fans of Futurama, the Nerdist podcast did a full on double episode Futurama radio play. Ooh. And it is, they got all the original voice actors back to do it. Nice. Because I listened to it while I was driving around LA because, as you know, traffic in LA goddamn sucks. Lots of time on your hands. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you go? Did you go to. um, Futurama? No, what's the name of the comic store? Um, Meltdown. Big Apple? No, No. I didn't go to Meltdown. Because that's Uh, that's where the studio is. No, I didn't get a chance to go while I was down there. No, but. but yes, definitely check it. I forget which episode number it is. I have it uh, in my phone somewhere. But uh, somehow I think if you went, we would have known. Yeah, yeah. Just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, interestingly enough, I did go to uh, oh the pier. Uh, pier one. My brain just shut down here. Pier one. Um, Santa Monica Pier. Santa Monica Pier. Thank mm-hmm. you. And, and while like I was like there, it looks just like I did in Grand Theft Auto. While I was there, I noticed they had an ice cream parlor mm-hmm. that was called Scoops Ice Cream and Aww. Treats. There's one here Aww. now. So I, I took a picture of it. And I meant to post it, and I forgot until just now. Yeah, there's there's one down here by the airport too. But uh, yes, definitely check out the Futurama episode. It's on the Nerdist podcast. God damn, I can't think of the name the the episode number here. I don't think you have to memorize that. Yeah. I think you've given us enough information we can find yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> for the Geek Shock Book Club, the book has been chosen for October. That book is Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King and his son Owen King, which came out today. So, wow. I think this is the newest book that we've had for the book club since the Nick Mamatas book. Wow. Mm. So I was, I was like, oh, it is today. Uh, now, it is a bit of a long book, 720 pages. Join us whenever you're finished and don't feel like you have to hurry. The silence will be broken on the 8th of October. Uh, I certainly won't be ready by then. I'll probably be halfway through by then if I'm lucky. I also want to do a quick shout out to Thomas Head because he suggested a book for October uh, called Secret of Ventriloquism by John Paget, mm-hmm. And it's a short story collection. And it intrigued me so much, I went ahead and bought it, and I'm about halfway through it Good stuff. already in just a matter of days. Yeah, mm. it's that it's a real dark collection of short stories, but it's in a category that's called quiet horror. Uh, quiet horror is not uh, visceral. It doesn't like describe all the bloody stuff that kind of happens off to the side. And it's more about the effect on the characters and more disquieting you as a reader. Interesting. And he does a really good job. Some of these stories, when I was done with them, especially the title story, uh, Secret of Ventriloquism, is really disquieting by the time you end that one. So thank you for suggesting that one. I've I've seen it uh, in 
in the past uh, through various magazine reviews and such. So thank you, Thomas, for suggesting that one. Reminding it was there, and it's really good. Anything else, guys? In that Nothing case, I can think of. In that case, how about some news you don't give a shit about? You monster. <laughs> Yay. You are out of energy. I'm born out. You're, you're, you're full of maple chicken. Yeah, those, you just those, say you're those born two out? slivers of chicken really just <laughs> killed him. Chicken. Maple chicken. He's still sleepy, Michael. Mm. Not to go back to a subject, but Star Trek Discovery is available in the U.S. through CBS All Access and in Canada through CTV and Space Channel. Uh, meanwhile, outside the U.S. and Canada, 188 countries can watch Star Trek through Netflix. Uh, James pissed me off. Right. James Woodbrook, a UK resident uh, writing for io9, said that while looking through the drop-down menu of language choices, he found, quote, alongside the more traditional subtle uh, subtitle offerings like Arabic, English, French, and Polish. Oh, please tell me Klingon is. You in there. could select Klingon subtitles, rendering the nice. show's dialogue entirely in the fictional language developed decades ago by Dr. Mark Okrand. Uh, also, when Klingons speak, the subtitles remain in Klingon, so it's a good way to learn pronunciation. Uh, sadly, CBS All Access only provides subtitles in English, so uh, CBS All Access continues to provide less for more cost. So, wow. <laughs> hey! Burn. That's the business model here in the U.S. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Saudi Arabia's education minister has apologized for the production of a school textbook in which the Star Wars character Yoda is seen superimposed on a photograph of the late King Fasail. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ahmed Alisa said a committee was looking into the unintended mistake. Uh, the image, which shows the diminutive Jedi Master sitting beside King Fasail as he signs the UN Charter in 1945... <laughs> was created by the Saudi artist uh, Shawish. He told the BBC it was not yet clear how it ended up in the textbook. However, he stressed that he had meant no offense to the king, who helped transform Saudi Arabia into a modern state and an actor on the world stage. In 2013, the artwork, entitled United Nations slash Yoda, is part of a series which symbols of American pop culture, ranging from Captain America to Darth Vader, are superimposed onto, an, onto archive photos of uh, historical events. The initial inspiration, shall we said, was a photograph of the late Egyptian president Anwar Sadat standing beside Mickey Mouse during a visit to Disneyland. The artwork featured in a section about the United Nations in a social studies textbook. <clears throat> He said he included Yoda in the photo with the king, who was then serving as his father, Abin Saad's foreign envoy, because they were both, quote, wise, strong, and always calm. Shawish said some critical comments had been made about his artwork after the textbook's publication, but most had been directed toward the education ministry. Quote, someone should have checked the image before printing, he added. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I love that's in the textbook. Yeah. But he also yeah. spoke backwards. That's like Yoda. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the... Oh, that's how the language works. Yeah. Racist. Ah. <laughs> and it's King Faisal. Uh, King... Uh, Fival? Faisal. Somewhere <laughs> out there beneath the Saudi sky. Yeah. Saudi. 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 <laughs> we can geek! 
Yes. Wow, that was quick. That's what she <laughs> said. No one had anything to say for it, so it didn't go much longer than that. <laughs> okay, this is one of the ones that's right at the edge. You might like this, you might not. Be living on the edge. But this exists. This year marks the 30th anniversary of The Lost Boys. All right. Grammy winner G. Tom Mack, who wrote one of the film's songs, Cry Little Sister, is working on a musical prequel based on the movie titled A Lost Boys Story. The soundtrack is slated for an October release before he finishes work on a stage version. Originally meant to be released in August, the prequel will give us character backstories, including David, uh, who will meet as a five-year-old kid living in Eastern European orphanage before being adopted by an American family. It's supposed to be the focus of the opening number, Once Upon. Speaking to Broadway World, there here's what G. Tom Max said about the project, confirming that a stage version was indeed in the works. Quote, That's something I've been working on for some years in development. I want to give a backstory to the characters and tell where they come from and how they became vampires and the rebellious nature and youthful uniqueness, yet keeping in line with the humor that works so well with the horror in the film. I've written all new songs that bring out a good deal of depth in the play's story. Songs like Sleep All Day, Party All Night, Be One of Us, Long Hot Summer, Michael and Starr's theme, and the ever-fun Death by Stereo. Wow. The music is not only Lost Boys Project in the works. The CW is prepping a TV series hailing from Veronica Mars and iZombie writer-producer Rob Thomas. If the original pitch of that TV show holds true, it should follow the Lost Boys over seven decades and seven seasons and being slated for a 2018-2019 release. Hmm. Hmm. The CW streaming service, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a Lost Boys musical. Yeah. It's uh, apparently the uh, in October, the soundtrack comes out, a la what they did with uh, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, where the soundtrack came out well before the stage mm-hmm. version. So you'll, you'll be able to sample it here in a, less than a month. So another zombie show. I'm sorry? No, it's a vampire vampires, show. Dude. Oh, vampires. No, vampire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. Have you seen chickens. Lost Boys? No, I've seen Jesus Christ Superstar. There's a zombie in it, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> Superstar. Yes. Superstar. Yeah, thank okay. you. Look what, Jesus I, can do. Christ. Look what yes. I can do. Bernie yeah. Casey, professional yes. ball, football player turned actor, has died Yep. at the age of 78 after a brief illness. Although many know Casey's acting work from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Yep. He also had roles in film and television shows that are more recognizable to sci-fi fans. Casey appeared in The Man Who Fell to Earth, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Babylon 5, and In the Mouth of Madness. He also had a small yet significant role in Revenge of the Nerds as U.N. Jefferson, the fraternity president who sympathizes with the dirty protagonists. He later appeared in the two TV movie sequels. In addition to his career as an actor and football player, Casey also wrote and directed the film The Dinner and was a poet and painter whose works were shown at several galleries worldwide. Bernie Casey has moved on. Wow, there's a lot there I didn't know. Oh yeah, yeah no, he's That's he's impressive. one of those people you're like you, you see him and you're like, oh yeah, I've seen him in. He's a that guy, all these but things. he's a Renaissance yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love. I'm gonna get you, sucker. It's yeah, it's ridiculous, over the top. Yeah, it's been ages since I've seen that movie. I I gotta watch that. It's again. over the top. <laughs> <laughs> 
Meet me halfway. <laughs> no, I won't. You remember halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I turn my hat backwards, and I'm like, I'm like a machine, like like the truck here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over here. <laughs> that was a great Bernie uh, impression, Bernie Casey impression. That was good. Mm, no, it wasn't Bernie Casey. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was, it Bernie, sucker. was it Bernie Sanders? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Fine. Okay, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking of my <laughs> my favorite bit from I'm gonna get you in sucker when the kid introduces himself and asks about his mother. What makes you think you can be a bad black action hero? No, no, it, that it, one. No, oh. he's, he's just like, yeah, I remember her, and she, you know, she had. Oh, yeah. and he starts off positive with you know nice things about her, and then he's like, she had these big tits, and she could do this thing with her mouth, and the <laughs> and, and oh, I, it's it's Wayans, and it's her right? Son, yeah, it's, and it's, and he's just like, ah, oh, 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 okay, okay. Keenan and Ivory Wayans, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like enough, he's talking enough. about his mom. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but, and then but yeah, and that's then when, and that's. Then, my favorite part is when he goes, "Is like, what makes you think you can be a bad black action hero? He's like, because I'm a former football player. <laughs> yeah. But when Andy said Bernie Sanders, my thought goes to Bernie oh, Sanders. Oh, she had the biggest tits. <laughs> <laughs> big, big she could tits. do this thing with her mouth. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's a very fair question. <laughs> was that on SNL or something? No, he just no, did it. That, that it was just, when, when Andy said Bernie Sanders, oh, I, I just you just you did it with. I gotcha. But I'm flattered, Jeff. I came up with an SNL skit yeah. in Jeff's mind. <laughs> wow. Yes. Or the TV one, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks, Andy. Your SNL skit was so bad it was before Eddie Murphy got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So it's not oh. the dark time. <laughs> HBO has officially confirmed its order to make a TV pilot. Of the landmark DC Comics miniseries Watchmen. Uh, David Lindelof, the man behind Lost and The Leftovers, has also been commissioned to write backup scripts in addition to the pilot that he's adapting from Alan Moore's seminal graphic novel. So, should have been a miniseries from the get go. The pilot's going forward, not saying it's going to happen. They, they haven't gr- greenlit the show yet, but they're seriously considering it. Yeah. Well, HBO, we can you know, yeah. be plenty of blue dong. Mm. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. In case you needed more. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like there wasn't whoosh. enough digitally enhanced blue dong in the right. actual film. Oh, wow. <laughs> just, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Just, just sully the, 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 the reputation of Billy Crudup <laughs> with this whole digitally enhanced rumor. <laughs> that poor man. What is, he has to go through with this stuff. Isn't he people. the one that said, boy, I wish that was mine? Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. that didn't. <laughs> Doctor yeah. Manhattan giving new new words to the phrase "Blue Lives Matter." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Watch and, out, and folks! The show's going to be a little blue. Yeah. <laughs> totally changing no, blue, blue balls. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just lost our entire police <laughs> fan base. That's true. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Like we all hadn't. Right. Like we hadn't already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Don't worry. We'll do a donut commercial. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there goes the rest of him. <laughs> there goes the rest of him. If he wasn't completely checked out before, he is now. Skybound Entertainment, the publishers behind The Walking Dead, have announced they're teaming up with Universal Pictures to develop uh, Christian Cantamesa and Chris, and Chris Passetto's fantastic... Stop. the pervert? A fantastical comic series... <laughs> 
fantastical? <laughs> fantastical. What color are they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's fantasy esque. Fantastic. Fantasy Island? Fantastical. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Check out my testicles. Fantastical coming. Come, Tattoo. Let us meet our guests. <laughs> oh. Kill the Minotaur. Wait, what? What, <laughs> <laughs> what did the Minotaur ever do to you? It's apparently something to do with his testicles. He fanned uh, his testicles. Excuse me while I push my... <laughs> back in. Nope. Do not bear Watto. Make sure you show uh, Andy. No, no, do not bear Watto in front of me <laughs> The uh, comic series Kill the Minotaur into a feature film. Uh, the series was only just released this past June, already been hit with a hit with comic book fans, with the first issue selling out within days and forcing Skybound to rush for a reprint. Featuring the artwork of Lucas Kettner and Jean-Francois Billiot, Kill the Minotaur is a modern take on the ancient Greek myth of Theseus in the Minotaur. Uh, follows Theseus, Theseus as he enters into King Minos' bizarre labyrinth to defeat the Minotaur, a creature which feeds on human sacrifices before the monster can escape its prison to threaten the outside world. Christian, uh, quote, Christian and Chris have ingeniously taken one of the most ancient horror stories and spun it to a vital sci-fi thriller. We're excited to work with them on translating this great comic into the electrifying movie it deserves to be. And that's from the uh, CEO, David Alpert of Skybound Entertainment. What's so scary about Theseus and the Minotaur? It's a, it's a, it's a fucking maze. There's a Minotaur inside that kills you. So Minotaurs are scary up close, man. You've only seen them through the screen, man. Up close. Oh, okay. They're tall, nasty. You brutes. mess with the Minotaur, you, you get, get the horns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazon Studios is looking to adapt per t- uh, oh. <laughs> Peternelli? Peternelli von Arsdale's sci-fi novel The Beast is an Animal, uh, which was published earlier this year. And they want to move, turn that into a movie. Ridley Scott will reportedly produce via his Scott Free banner, which also oversees Amazon's hit alt-history drama series, The Man in the High Castle. Amazon is zeroing in on the female directing duo of Bert and Bertie. They helmed the YouTube Red's original dance camp to adapt the story, which centers on a young girl who lives in a world that fears soul eaters. Twin sisters who morphed into terrifying creatures but also relies on the namesake beasts to guide them. Dunno. Apparently you don't either. Yeah. Well, everyone's just, <laughs> everyone's just yeah, looking that, that, at yeah, me. Yeah, no, we, uh, uh, I don't know. Beast is an animal. Okay. <laughs> then okay, maybe, maybe this one. Maybe this one. All right. <laughs> Frank Miller. Yeah, we know him. Is teaming up with John Romita Jr. Oh. For DC Comics Superman Year One. Wow. The project was Weird. announced during uh, the DC Comics Masterclass, with Miller set to write and Ramita set to handle the art. Uh, Miller provided what many revere as the definitive take on the Dark Knight's origin with Batman Year One. So Superman Year One from Frank Miller. So will Lois Lane be a hooker in this one, though? <laughs> you know, I never read uh, Miller's Year One. I, yeah. hear great, I heard great Cat, things. Catwoman's a hooker. He made her a hooker in the uh, oh. Year One. Well, then yep. maybe so. <clears throat> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I read either. It's been so a while since spoiler. I read it. Did, did they, I know, right? I did a 25-year-old book. 
26 year old it's been a long time since i read that but they didn't exactly like straight out call her a prostitute right they just kind of alluded to it if i remember with johns and stuff yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but they never yeah oh there was a dick sucking scene but (laughs) i don't remember that (laughs) you didn't get the uh uh, i didn't get the deluxe edition (laughs) the collector you got the wrong cover on that (laughs) yeah the uh, foil Miller, cover had a nice. Uh, you know, didn't Miller just? He just did another Batman too, part of the uh, Dark Knight Return. Yeah, Master yeah, Ace. That one so. took forever. Yeah, that was supposed to be the the third part in his Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, that it, it seems like every few months I go to Ralph's and there was the next issue. It was like wow, this because I started picking it up. I thought it was a year ago at least, and it just I I kind of fizzled out and. Then it it just kept showing up, and I'm like, didn't this thing finish already? I didn't. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> John Romita Jr. Though, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love his art. So right, he was doing some nice Superman stuff with whichever super title he was doing for a while there. <clears throat> so hey, now the is the new Miller Batman is that finished? I oh, Jesus, I don't even know, dude. Was. I don't. Yeah, no, I know. Wow. I believe it is because I I saw a commercial for it actually. Yeah, uh, the final final. Yeah, a commercial. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. television. Yep. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Okay. Wow. Yeah. See I'm what you don't get too. when you do streaming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> gentlemen. These damn things have been piling up. Hang on. We what? have to hang place. On, hang on. Hang what? On, hang what? On. I gotta get video of this. What? Right. Do you? You explaining this? Oh, that these have been what? The, oh, I will stop. Gentlemen, these have been piling up. Well, wow, give him the Oscar yeah, already. Nice. <laughs> good acting. For, good. for directing. Go back and do it again. <laughs> Andy, pan down. Get his legs. Okay. Yeah, they're very important. <laughs> All right, we got the legs. Oh, yeah. wow. It's beautiful. Did, yeah. did it throw off the exposure? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. I have so many pitches for red light, green light. Green light. That they have just been piling up. Most of my notes are red light, green light options. Well, let's speed round so it. He, no, we're no. That's, what? I don't want to speed round anything. Get, How many do you have? I think I have 25 now. Wow. 25 well, different let's do pitches. Them. Uh, do we five, won't go through five, all of them this one. Five because, five. So, red light, green light. These guys are executives. They have been cast as such, and they will red light or green light these pitches. So... These are actual TV shows in development in some way, so there's nothing you can do about it. Right. We can't stop it. We can just comment. That's right. Oh, we could stop it. That, no, we can't. That was dark. Yes, we <laughs> could, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we could, Jeff. Are you going into a fight club kind of thing and you start blowing up buildings? <laughs> God. You just oh, put yourself nice. in a lift. Thanks a lot, Andy. All right. Well, uh-huh. Echelon now knows about Geek Shock. <laughs> like it didn't already. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just spill on yourself? No. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. All right. Red light, green light, guys. Amber. <laughs> what's, what's she got to do with it? <laughs> go, go ahead. Galmont Television will be developing a new TV series based on Stephen King's 2008 novella, N, published as part of his Just After Sunset collection. A graphic novel written by Mark Guggenheim, uh, guy from Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and illustrated by Alex Maliv, uh, was even published in Marvel in 2010. Uh, Annabelle Creations' David F. Sandberg has been tapped to helm the pilot, with Ant-Man and Wasp scribes Andrew Barrer and Gabriel Ferrari 
on writing duties for the new series, and the series has been changed from N to eight. Not David S. Pumpkins? Definitely not. Okay. Although he... David S. Pumpkins. He would definitely write a great pilot. (laughs) I'm not saying he doesn't have the chops. So here's a description of N, now retitled 8. There is something unearthly and mysterious deep in Ackerman's field in rural Maine. There's a Stonehenge-like arrangement of seven stones with a horrifying eye in the center. And whatever dwells dwells there in that strange, windswept setting may have brought about the suicide of one man and harbor the death of the OCD-afflicted N, whose visits to the field have passed beyond compulsion into the realm of obsession. Okay, I thought I recognized Malieve's name. Um, I like his artwork, <clears throat> so I'm a green light. I heard the comic was good. I haven't read it. I'm also going to green light. I like uh, all the uh, people involved in that. Yep. So, yep. I'll but I'm going to green light it for uh, A, all access. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to green light it for Stonehenge. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got behind that one. Yeah. I couldn't remember the rest of the song. That's Stone all you need to know, really. Where the something, something, and the something, something. Jeff? Uh, sure, green light. No, oh, I no, no. I want you to the rest of the song. I want you to see the rest of the song. I know God. you know the rest of that song. I, it's been so long. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, great. I'm that is awesome. <laughs> I'll green light that. Yeah, fine. Uh, whatever. As <laughs> so long as we stop talking about Andy Stonehenge. <laughs> Oh, nobody's going to stop talking about my Stonehenge, baby. <laughs> God. Those, that 4,000-year-old rock. Mm. That you... <laughs> Although Spinal Tap on Simpsons was hilarious. <laughs> A half-inflated evil lord. <laughs> Stonehenge, where the demons dwell. Yeah, so I got it. I got here, but then, yeah. The, why are you stopping? Because I don't sing that well. Somebody wants to sing. Oh yes, you, you do. Sing Go with ahead. Passion. No, and that's what matters. All right. Where the benches live and they do live well. Stonehenge. Yeah. Where a man's a man and the children dance to the pipes of Pan. And you're wearing earphones. I can't believe how bad it is for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's like Andy's spilling into your ear holes. Allow me to spill into your ear holes. Blue, folks. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's a green light for eight. People are puking all in their cars right now. But a red light for spilling into the ear holes, apparently. Yes. <laughs> red light, green light. J.J. Abrams is collaborating with B-movie icon Larry Cohen, director of It's Alive and The Stuff... Okay. Oh, damn, yeah. Together, they are developing an anthology series. Cohen has written titles such as Phone Booth, Cellular, and Captivity, but it's Cohen's unique B-movies that have the most passionate followers, Abrams being one of them. Uh, During an interview with Broke Horror Fan, Cohen revealed he's finished writing the cable series for Abrams and Bad Robot. Quote, each season would be ten original one-hour Larry Cohen thrillers. We got about two seasons already written, ready to be shot. If that happens, it... Sorry. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Get your videos going again? Yeah. Once once they they upload, they they start playing apparently now. Oh, okay. So that's a new feature I have to be aware of. (laughs) That's funny. It's it's sort of like Paul, but it's accidental. Only when you do that, Andy. (laughs) 
I've uploaded things and I never have that problem. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm special. Oh yes, <laughs> yes you are. All right, so each season would be uh, ten original one-hour Larry Cohen thrillers. We got I'm already green lighting this, by the way, halfway through the pitch. Two ready, already written, ready to be shot. If that happens, it'll be a whole new renaissance, and there will be a lot of my material out in the world, and I'll direct some of them. Unquote. Cohen goes on to say that he wants someone like Christopher Walken to introduce each episode as well. Okay, that that has his soul. <laughs> Quote, that's what it's going to be, a thriller anthology. I'm hoping to get Walken to be the host and introduce them in a comedic way. What, we're, oh, damn, we're yes. Only, we're in the only room full of people that can't do Walken? Come on, somebody's got to have a Walken. I got no Walken I for you. terrible Walken. Oh, man. I, even got, I already know, sang I, Stonehenge. Don't I make only, me try. I don't even have crawling, so... No. <laughs> All right, so a green light from green Matt. light. Yep, green light. I yeah. like anthologies. I like series. anthology. They never last, but I love a good anthology show. It's true. Well, so far it bodes well for the list. All right. How about this one then? There's something Which terrible. Anthology series. I, when I was at Universal, I, I texted Torgo about this during my trip. But I love they were playing the Amazing Stories theme because mm-hmm. they play like a bunch of the NBC and Universal stuff while you're walking it while you're walking around the park. I mean, they just pipe in that theme music all the time, but. I heard like amazing stories twice there. I totally love that series and great anthology series. Missed that. But anyway, it's on Netflix for that short. Window. Yes, like it's so short. I I only got to like watch one of them before they yanked it. Don't worry, you'll be able to see it soon on NBC All Access. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's on Hulu, right? <laughs> in Hulu and part partly owned by NBC. Actually, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if. Uh some point in the future, Amazing Stories shows up on Spielberg. Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. All right, guys. How about this one? Red light, green light. AMC oh, has announced. Green light, by the way. The, you said that already. Did I? Yeah. I said green light to the anthology? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the second one to go. Yeah, right. I got to pay attention to what I'm saying. You're <laughs> <laughs> in some serious fucking trouble. <laughs> AMC has announced The Ballad of Black Tom, based on Victor Laval's novella about sorcery and skullduggery in Jazz Age New York, an executive produced by the author himself. The Ballad of Black Tom is a foray into weird fiction that goes beneath the skin of a pulsing uh, pulsing city into something that throbs with terror. Wow, all right, <laughs> pulsing throbs, green light. There seems to be nothing paranormal about street musician Charles Thomas Tester. As he hustles his way through the life Tester. in New York he, City. Come on. He, he went through it. He did it. Yeah. He didn't say testicles. Yeah, or testy. To keep himself <laughs> and his father from starving and getting evicted. The only magic he knows is smoke and mirrors. Until an occult book materializes. Venturing into the heart of Queens to deliver a tome to a witch who prefers to stay in the shadows, Tom awakens powerful sorcery that entangles him in a sinister conspiracy that may soon have the world in its teeth. Much like uh, Matt, I I was in on this like a half a sentence in. Yeah, yeah. A green light. All right. Sounds I'll fun. Also, I'll also green light this. Yeah. R- red light. It doesn't sound interesting to me at all. Wow. It is unique. Green wow. light. Is it the word conspiracy that knocks you out? I always, have, I, think, I always have that in description that knocked me out. I will admit that is a big part of it, but yeah, the whole mystical, magical realm, magical tomes and stuff. I'm just not I, I'm oh, not, not oh, as no. into it anymore I, as yeah. I used to For be. me, it's Jazz Age. Well, and, that too. And, exactly. And mixing in magic in a, in a place we haven't seen it done before or done a lot, overdone in. Overdone in, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I stand by my red light. 
Overdone End. That's where they first put up Stonehenge. Yes. Right? Over, and then they Overdone moved End? it. Yeah. You no, know, it started in the underwear and the underworld. Underdone End? Under, what's that? The fuck, what the fuck is the thing in Stranger Thing? The upside upside down. down. It started in the upside uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> they did, wow. Originally, there were holes. <laughs> he pillowed. Yeah. He pillowed, pillowed folks. Yeah. He just hiked up he his stomach his own and joke. put it on it. Look, look, I've, I've got a whole checklist. I've already <laughs> spilled. I've knocked stuff over. I've pillowed. I'm good. He pillowed his own pillowed. You're good. Yeah, Andy, we're not in fear for the rest of the episode because Andy's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was one red light, three greens. Yeah. Yeah. So not a full run, but pretty Sell good. Outs. It's okay. The ones that matter going forward. All right, let's see how this next one goes. Uh oh, I'm waiting for suck. I I wait for my red light. I don't light know. To be I would I would solid. green light suck. You <laughs> just know, like depending on who's doing it. Sure. Just like my red light of young Sheldon seems to have been correct. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that yesterday, yeah. and yeah, I don't think that's going to be around past the season. Ugh. Did if I green it, light, did I it green light that? I, I think you. I'm pretty sure you did because you were yeah. like, "Oh, Big Bang Theory, love it." Green light. Hmm. <laughs> I, I retroactively red light it. It's then. a smart <laughs> comedy. Green the idea light. sounds terrible to burn now. All right, now we got a new bit to do, Torgo. Retroactive green light, red light. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, it's funny. I'm like, I remember red lighting it, but maybe I did green light it, and somebody will call me out on it. Yeah. And he's like, no, you green lit, young Sheldon. And I'm like, damn it. No, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure fault. I red lit it. Yeah, monkeys, hop on the lair and let Jeff know. Let, over Let him over have it. Again. Send a sound uh, sound bite of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be on Croak the DJ's yeah, Croak. like re- remix. A, Croak, we want a five minute piece <laughs> of 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 me green lighting young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> green light, red light, red, red, red light, red light, green light. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Done well. Done well. Done well. Done well. Andy, well. you spilled. Andy, you spilled. Andy, you spilled. <laughs> green light, green light, smother, green light. Smother, 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 smother. <laughs> ah, the, 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 the funny thing is, you know Pat's wheels are turning. Oh, right yeah. Now. Right now, he's, he's like, I have an idea already planned. The hamster's already exhausted. <laughs> Red light, green light, guys. The greatest American hero. Red oh? light. The 80s cult classic TV show. Is getting a female-fronted makeover in a rebooted series for ABC. I swear we've talked about this already. Okay, thank you. The single-camera half-hour comedy will reportedly follow a 30-year-old Cleveland-based Indian-American woman named Mira, quote, whose talents include tequila drinking and karaoke and not much else, unquote. Like the original, the story revolves around aliens trusting in an unassuming human with a super suit that allows the wearer to save the world. The original ran on ABC for three seasons, from 81 to 83, started, starred William Catt as a public school substitute teacher who became the unlikely superhero after discovering, discovering the suit on a school field trip. All right. I think you're thinking of, like, like I had said, not on the show but i th- of like things that i thought were ripe for a reboot and that was one of them that i well, had I, mentioned i think you're right because i'm, I'm gonna green light this one too it sounds yeah. sounds like a good I sounds like a good reboot. Green light. talked about this but i mean maybe we did talk about it on the air but i you did i do remember you talking about that too that yeah. You, yeah well i i i stand behind it i think it is ripe for a reboot cause i feel sure I, 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 I think that was brought up when someone emailed us and asked us the question oh yeah uh, i think what you're we right. thought would be a good reboot okay I, right. f- I feel like i mentioned the uh the name change in it too 
And I think they could do it better today with the modern effects and so forth. Right. Well, well I don't, on, I don't a, on a weekly <laughs> basis and make it, you I, know, a little more interesting. I don't think special effects were ever supposed to be that good in that show. I think it was well, Doctor, Doctor Who level but kind it, of stuff. It got pretty like the flying scenes were a little too comedic. The special they effects were no about Reeve. the same as as they were in <laughs> like uh, the Power of Isis and uh, Shazam on Saturday morning. <laughs> Wow, that's... Electra uh, Woman and Power Girl. <laughs> Dyna Girl. Electra Woman and Dyna Girl, you're Dyna right. Girl. You're totally right. Yes, I am. God, I apologize. Uh, green light, sure, why not? All right. I know I didn't say that before. Okay. Don't even try to tell me. I really don't know. Green light it. <laughs> you never watched The Greatest American Hero? No. Believe it or you not. You want to borrow it? Oh, wow. No, it's fine. <laughs> It's 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 quite dated now, but yeah, it's that's fine. I enjoy Airwolf, <laughs> right? Fine <laughs> point. So now this is one I you know uh, are those old episodes sitting on your your mysterious channel with the oh I have those on DVD. I don't need those. Okay. Now here's the question: the opening. Do you want them to keep that? Think they're going to keep that theme song? They're going to do a new updated version of it or a whole new song? I think they're going to wind up doing a whole new song, but I think they would should totally resurrect it. Although it is getting kind of played to death right now because it's on some uh, State Farm commercial with oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers oh, okay. from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And, I will say yeah. I, I did watch a few episodes of Hawaii Five O after you we yeah. talked about it a couple you weeks ago. Mentioned that last week, yeah. but uh, the theme song. Uh-huh. That, I mean, that is the brilliant that they kept most of oh, the theme yeah. song. They truncated it, but they kept most. Yeah, of the they theme shortened song. it up quite a bit. That yeah. is. Hands down, best theme song ever. It is up there. It's yeah. great. It's no taxi, but it'll do. <laughs> taxi <laughs> is weird because I think they actually wanted to use the Harry Chapin song, and he wouldn't give them the rights to it, is my guess. Sounds oh, about wow. right. Well, I bet there's some regret. What about... Not much. He died. In what the about the two days. different uh, oh, yeah. Boos and Buddies themes? <laughs> his, what was the two Boos and Buddies? I mean, the one was... Um, well, it uh, the the original aired Boos and Buddies was with um, uh, Billy Joel's... Uh, my Life. My Life. Yeah. But it was performed by a different person. Like, they got the, the rights to the song, but not his version. So they had a, a, a sound alike sing it okay. um, and then in the reruns for some reason they yanked it and replaced it with some other song that i'm i'm blanking on right I think now it's the Charles was it not Charles a billy joel song or something no it wasn't another billy so, joel, so billy song, joel said all right enough of that shit uh, pretty much who knows there, yeah. there doesn't seem to be an explanation for the, it but the explanation is that they lost the rights expired the rights expired right simple as that you know you know who's in that show Bosom Buddies. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? One of the members of Dawn. Tony Orlando and Dawn. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. Half of Dawn um, was in there. Yeah, Thelma yeah. Somebody. Uh, yeah. God damn it. I can't Duh. think of her name right now. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Half of Dawn. Duh. Yeah. So is it Duh, Duh or was it On? Mm. On? Yeah. On. <laughs> All right. Green across the Maximum board. Maximum overdrive. <laughs> 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 All right. Red light, green light. <laughs> Best defined as Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a new generation. The Jim Zub and Stephen Cumming creator-owned image comic series Wayward has been snapped up for development by uh, Manga Entertainment. Uh, plans are for the quirky horror title to be adapted into either a live action or anime 
TV series with the creative pair enlisted as story treatment consultants and in charge of character and creature development. The fantastical tale revolves around Rory Lane. Not fantastical? No. Yeah, really. He's the, changing the, the his tune now, tale? isn't he? <laughs> he had a hit pitch and he's just dropped it. No. The fantastical tale revolves around Lori, <laughs> Rory Lane, an Irish... Wait, wait, wait. his testicles dropped? Wow. <laughs> an Irish lass with latent paranormal powers who re- relocates to Japan to be with her estranged mother. Okay, I'm going to take with you. Latent what powers? I miss... Paranormal. Paranormal, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mysterious supernatural forces called yokai, Japanese creatures and spirits of legend drawn to teenagers saturated with budding occult talents. Wow. <laughs> emerge wow. upon her arrival. <laughs> oh, boy. Did no subtext this? there. What the? Lane must learn to develop and control these uncanny abilities to save her friends and loved ones from some nasty mythological monsters. Right. Wayward was first published in August 2014. Still going strong is one of Image's most popular and acclaimed titles. Okay, so don't do anime, do hentai, put it on <laughs> yeah, Cinemax yeah. Oh, and no. Greenlight. Another tentacle yokai. Oh, no. Tentacle yokai. Oh, no. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, it's got me. Oh, no. <laughs> My OJs are so strong, I cannot stop. Did you say your OJ was so strong? Boy, OJ, OJ is so strong. <laughs> he was strong. He worked out. You see him run to the airport? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping over cars and yeah. shit. Kicking, uh, kicking right. down hotel room doors. <laughs> right, way worse. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, actually, I'm, all, I'm only half joking. I want to see the anime. So okay, mm. that, I mean that sounds cool, and I like the whole uh, yokai angle. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Buffy's due for a reboot. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it, it, it. it was red light here in the new Buffy business, yeah. but this is this is this has got substantial difference to it that I'm like, yeah, no, let, let's do because uh, I can't even imagine what today's Buffy would be like. Mm. I, I'm not a big Buffy fan, but nevertheless, I'm going to recognize that it was something different, mm. and and it it struck a chord with a with a real following. So I don't know, but yeah, mm. do it, Jeff. You go first this time. Well, uh, you'd be going third. Yeah, I, I think the yeah, <laughs> I said yes. You'd be going third, just not just first. like Kirsten said. I think <laughs> the I think the comparison to Buffy for a new generation just really turned me off of that. I. I you know, it could wind up being a great series, but the the pitch as written just makes me want to red light it so hard. Hmm. Wow! Yeah. Just now, oh yeah, so hard. Now, that so that hard. didn't help me. I'm still so I'm still on the fence on this one. This light's gonna be red. This is so one of those hard. if it's done well things. It, well, it, this I mean, could really like, be terrible, like, or it could be fun. Like Buffy kind of rose organically. Like yeah. I started watching it from episode one because I had seen the movie and I thought. It's okay, but I think it has room to grow on television. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that first episode and going, I like the style of this. And I think it can well, do that. well. And of course, seven seasons later, you know. She was hot, too. But see, so. that that's, she's cute, but she wasn't like my type. And wasn't like <laughs> well, somebody Cor- that I would Cordelia go, Chase damn, she's type. hot. And I'm going to keep watching this because she's hot. Ah. I kept watching it because there was Avenger. talent there in the entire <laughs> ensemble cast. And they played so well off of each other that it really hooked me in. Here is one person that is like super powered 
and it was a yes or a no. God damn it! I already <laughs> said <laughs> no. Wow. I will give it the very, very tentative green one. All right. <laughs> wow. Once I again, I'm alone. Breathe. Hold out. It would take it would it would take a butterfly's fart to push it to red for me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Andy. He he had all his lines set up. He was no, ready to rock. No, that's, that's no. And, and I was stalling for him because he was. <laughs> you were stalling for me. You don't have to do that. <laughs> you told me to go first. No, I just, oh I just didn't want to. Sure. I didn't want to make. I, I didn't want to go green, green, oh, green, Jesus. red fifteen times. On oh, the we really needed a Matt Camp for that <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, and Woo. we've also learned that uh, Matt is a. Uh, Veronica and a uh, Marianne woman. I'm uh, very uh, Veronica and Ginger man. What? <laughs> you like Cordelia? Uh, uh, Cordelia Betty, was Betty or Veronica. Cordelia right. was hot. You're, Ginger or Marianne? You're right. Cordelia or Buffy? I was much he more. He goes into, for the rich, stuck up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was much more into Allison Hannigan though. Jesus. Oh uh, yeah. With the Willow girl next door, cute is my type. Yes. Later it turns yeah, out. Yeah. The, the one thing that bugged oh, me about yeah. that show oh, is yeah. they never. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just oh, discover yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what yeah. bothered you about the show? Uh, they they <laughs> never had a, f- a, th- a finish line. They never was never a wrap up of uh, the uh, Oz part of uh, Seth. Oh. Yeah. They, he just disappeared. I, I really wanted him to come back in the last couple episodes or something. And. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get that. All right. Red light, green light. This one. Oh, this one. In the wake of their AMC hit, Preacher, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have targeted another Garth Ennis title, The Boys. Motherfucker. Word first spread of the producing duo's interest in the book centered on a CIA police force that watches over unstable superheroes back in 2015. And now Amazon has taken the bait and is ordering up a full screenplay for future TV series adaptation. Whoa. Written by Ennis with art by Derek Robertson, The Boys was originally published by Wildstorm and Dynamite from 2006 to 2012. It chronicled the brutal adventures of Billy Butcher, Wee Huey, Mother's Milk, The Frenchman, and The Female, as they monitor and suppress rogue and corrupted superheroes descending into post-9-11 paranoia and serious political themes in its bloody, hard-hitting pages. Uh, The Boys is being scripted by Eric Kripke, uh, who also wrote for Supernatural, Timeless, and Revolution, with Rogan and Goldberg penciled in to direct. Hmm. The Boys. Green right off the bat. Yeah, another one. I'm with Andy Green on this one. I don't really know the series, but that does kind of sound interesting. I need to get copies of the boys into your hands. Yeah, I I think I have some at heart. That that just I still remember when that series came out. I got every single friggin' individual issue, and that was just it was amazing. That was that was one that was (laughs) worth waiting the month the month for. Yeah, it's it starts off with such a bang. Um, Such a great opening. It's a ama- it, yeah. now. Do you watch any Amazon original series? I still haven't, even though they are winning uh, awards like crazy okay. with the uh, right. Handmaid's Tale. Because I don't. Do they portray the kind of the level that the boys goes to? Because there's a lot in there that's really 
explicit. The thing is, if you're going to do the boys, that's the only, you can well, only I, do the boys in really explicit ways. It's super violent. Are you talking like it's over the top satire? Both. That's why. Okay, because it's, it's super violent. It's also it's uh, everything you want Garth Ennis to be. Yeah, and now, yeah. I was gonna say prime originals do tend to go be more like you know HBO and okay, with All the, right. the explicitness. Because okay. there's a there's a ton of it's a heightened explicit juvenile sexual humor as well. Sure, um, especially when you get to that second X Men arc. <laughs> like, is in the characters are juvenile, or the type of humor is the just juvenile? The type of humor. Okay. You know, there's there's gerbils and pants and... Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's one, actually, and actually, it's handled well, because it starts off with a kind of snicker sneer early in this series involving a, a female character's sexual initiation that actually runs through and has a seriously dealt with arc running through towards the end of the series, which was actually interestingly handled. And, you know, <clears throat> I was actually impressed with how that ended up going. Hmm. But the the series well, itself is actually just... Hmm? That was a lot of actually. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm stalling for Andy. Okay. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that. That's fair. That, that's but, fair. But, it, it, yeah, that series was just... Because it's kind of the... Well, I don't know. At the time, was it a Harry, an old Harry trope? Of, uh, the 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 superheroes are not all you think they are. Sure, and, at that point, it's been played to death. Yeah, yeah. But, but this, but it's it's like Garth Ennis looked at Preacher and said, "Nah, I can I can be stronger than this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can make some more violent and more funny." It sounds and, like it has um, some Judge Dredd going too. It's like an extension of Judge Dredd, which is like a satire of. Pushed, pushed his violence. I can see where you're saying that, but no. No, 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 because no. it's it's that vintage Garth. En- it's sort of like when, you know, um, a friend of mine uh, uh, from Geek Fights, our friend. Oh, Christ. Damon? Yes, Damon, who when he and I were talking about Ennis and Punisher, and I was like, no, nobody does Punisher like Ennis does. And Damon was like, Garth Ennis hates superheroes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he hits it right on the head. And it's the same thing here. And Punisher uh, was never more violent or more funny during Ennis' Yeah, run. right. Now, Billy Butcher, you could almost say, is if Garth Ennis had superpowers, this is probably what would end up happening. Yes. All right. You know, so... Yeah, I'll, I'm going to say green light on this. Yeah. So I'm interested to see green this. Green light. So three enthusiastic green lights, one tentative green light, all of us saying, don't fuck it up. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is a gimme for all of these. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't care so you much. You fuck it up, you can't. We don't care so much if they fuck up some. If, they, if, it's, if the original material is really good, we don't fuck it up. If the original material is like, eh. Or if there is only original material. I should. You just worry about getting the boys into Jeff's hands. Um, I've been doing that for years. I know that's where you're going. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say way back when you were uh, God, you two, that's so transparent. <laughs> we, you know, talk hey. about juvenile humor. <laughs> My God. At least we're not talking about it this week. About what? About what? Yeah. About <laughs> it. Goddamn shoehorns. I, I have to say, by the way, uh, uh, Geek Shock Alt Facts totally nailed one of the jokes I was making in my head and I did not get to do on the show last week ah. with the uh, 
back up again? Oh, yeah. He he still posts every now and then, but did the full-on what is it, it's it, what is it? I was just like, yes! (laughs) There's some ways we can get Alt-Fact to uh, uh, post on on the layer. I don't think he's on Facebook. Oh. Okay. Bollocks. Because I just don't do Twitter enough, and... Even with a hashtag, you you don't always get everything that is posted. Sure. So I, I do try to retweet them from the the Geek Shock mm. handle. But yeah, Faith No More was totally going through my head last week, and I was so disappointed that we ended the show before I got to do that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like get out of my head, Geek Shock alt facts. <laughs> Red light, green light. Tomorrow Studios is developing a U.S. TV series based on the 26-episode cult Japanese animated series Cowboy Bebop that aired huh. between 1998 and 1999 with Chris Yost, that's Thor the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, set to write the adaptation. Uh, Tomorrow Studios will executive produce alongside Sunrise, the studio behind the original series. Set in 2071, the spacefaring western follows the adventures of Spike Spiegel and his crew of bounty hunters called Cowboys in their attempt to hunt down galaxy's biggest, baddest criminals traveling aboard the spaceship Bebop. As they encounter many dangers throughout space, they occasionally save the world, but leave millions of damages in their wake. Spaceship Bebop? Spaceship Bebop. Yep. I can't get Ninja Trolls out of my head. Bebop and Rocksteady. Ah, forever damaged. I loved that TV series. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. In fact, it was uh, Bleeg, Todd Agnello, that turned me on to that. Um, at several of his viewing parties he used to have at his house when he still lived here and worked at Star Trek. And uh, I remember he introduced me to that, and I'm like, this is really good. And every time it's on Adult Swim, I can't help but, but watch it. Are we talking live action? Yeah, that was going to be my question. Is I it, believe it is live uh, action. That'd be I'll interesting. It, I'll give it a very tentative green light again. I can see him screwing that up really easily. Yeah, because that's one of those really... Some of the humor and the situations are really out there. And I'm wondering how well that'll translate from anime to live action. So I think I'm with Andy giving it a tentative green light. I'll go green light. I would like to see it live action, but I'm not sure they can do it. I don't know enough about it, nor have I seen any episodes of it, the anime, so red light. All right. Oh. This reminds me of a geeky thing I did uh, that I forgot to mention. That's my bit. I'm supposed to bring up the (laughs) lead. Really quick insert here. There are three short prequels for Blade Runner. Blade Runner, uh, I think Blackout 2022, and then there's another, and then there are two more. The first one is an anime, Um, and I forget the uh, animator's name, but it's a popular uh, anime director. And it gives a little bit of background running from 2019 to 2049 for Blade Runner. Um, and gives you a little idea, a little bit of setup of what's going on. And the, the first one is interesting. They're, they're short, like 15 minutes long, because it actually talks about anti-replicant sentiment on Earth and apparently a big um, uh, event that happened that accounts for a lot of the visuals we're already seeing in the trailers and stuff that explains the whole Blade Runner world. <clears throat> so... If I've got it right, it's Blade Runner Blackout 2022. That's the first of the three 15-minute shorts. Um, That one's anime. The other two are live action. 
And if I read them right, I haven't seen them, but if I read the promos right, they actually have like Jared Leto and uh, Bautista and others in them. Hmm. So be on, uh, go to YouTube, be on the lookout for that because it's like a little bit of prequel setup. And they're spaced out. There's like 22, and then I think one of them is... Uh, is uh, close to 2030 and so on. Is that coming out in the late fall or is that coming out soon? <sighs> I th- 2049? It's in October. Uh, end, October. End of October. October. There you go. So something like a month. 29th or something. You got a month to track these down and watch them. I just right, wanted right. to mention that. Sorry. No, no. Glad you brought it up. Red light, green light, guys. TWC Dimension is working on a TV series based on Frank Miller's Sin City graphic novels. The site reveals that the reboot of sorts will stick much closer to the source material than the two movies, and they've hired Glenn Mazzara uh, from The Shield and The Walking Dead to write. They've also tapped Underworld Helmer and creator Len Wiseman to direct the plot. Uh, Wiseman previously directed episodes of Sleepy Hollow and Lucifer for television. With Sin City, A Dame to Kill, for producer Stephen Leherot overseeing the project, Lehero will also produce the series alongside Mazzara, Wiseman, and Bob and Harvey Weinstein, as well as Frank Miller himself. Uh, Networks have apparently begun to circle the project, which is intended to be, quote, a far departure from the films, introducing original characters and timelines within the Sin City universe, unquote. I thought it was staying close to the source material. That's what I... I'm reading here. Mm-hmm. Uh, released in 2005, Sin City was directed by Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller and starred many big-name actors, including Bruce Willis, Rosario Dawson, Benicio Del Toro, Jessica Alba, Clive Owen, and the late Powers Booth. Uh, the sequel, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, premiered in 2014, nine years later. Sin City, the television series, which purports to be mm. sticking closer to the original material, yet saying they're introducing original characters... I, yeah, that's that's a little yeah. That red light's up for me right there. Little... I was never a big Sin City fan, so red light. I would say green light, depending on the visuals. Yeah, because Sounds nothing like... in there talks about the visual style. That's true. And Sin City, the comic as well as the movies, because the movies were influenced by the comic. It's such a distinct style. It's it's part of it. And if you just do like a black and white noir adaption of the stories or something, I don't see this going anywhere. But that's if you, my red lights based on that. I don't think they're doing that with the script from that description. Yeah. So, hmm. I feel like I need more info too. That's hmm. my, my my thought is if they haven't mentioned the style, yeah, that's not a part of it. Yeah, yeah, because that noir style really is what makes that chiaroscuro yeah yeah because it's the it's the stark whites and the deep blacks and the occasional red and then the 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 spot color color, that effect and and just the whole the silhouettes i mean Mm -hmm. that was something uh that has now become characteristic of miller that he was pioneering for that but yeah i just it'd be too bad because i I'd, i'd love to see more uh fucked around with uh, color palette because TV and movies to right. be honest the stories are pretty pretty basic yeah they're pretty basic and if you strip away the the style it's not much there yeah fine point yeah mm-hmm. that's our first red light guys yeah this whole round I'm impressed for oh, and, uh, and because we love the source material and sure it's easy to fuck it up Blade Runner 2049 is October 6th 
Friday, Ooh, okay. Friday, October sixth. So it's a coming a week, coming week from this Friday. Look yeah. up those shorts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and get the Did, boys. Did get the boys. <laughs> <laughs> gonna gonna have to gonna have to find a way to sneak out and go see that while I'm out of town. Sneak the boys out. Sneak the boys out. Yeah. Wow. wow. And me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. How about this one? Red light, green light. McG. Red light. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wow. Producing or directing? Mark Guggenheim. Okay. And James Cameron. Okay. Sounds like producing. Are rebooting True Lies as a television series for Fox. True Lies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. yes. movie. Yeah. McGee will direct the pilot. Uh-oh. Okay. It's it, Pilot's okay. Pilot's okay. <laughs> Keep going. Which is being written by Guggenheim, and uh-huh. both will executive produce along with James Cameron, John Lando, Ray Saccini, and Mary Viola. The series will be a, quote, modern version of the story about how a suburban couple adjusts when one of them is revealed to be a spy, unquote. I have wanted True Lies 2 to be out for so goddamn long. Yeah. And I like the idea of the TV series, especially since they did a pretty good job with Lethal Weapon on Fox. So Lethal Weapon got a second season, which I, you know, as I'm watching it, I'm going, this is actually really good. This is not going to get a second season. And they did end up renewing it. So if Fox sticks with it just like they did, I, I'm, I'm a green light on this. Hmm. I really, really yeah, like that film. <laughs> I kind of e- echo Jeff. I was always disappointed that Cameron uh, really took the cautious uh, approach and refused to do a True Lies sequel because, you know, post 9-11, he just felt so totally different about it. Um, well, and he kept, every couple of years, he kept saying, yeah, I, I'm thinking about getting the, everybody back on board to do one, and then he would just, you know, mm-hmm. let it fizzle. But the... <sighs> The only concern I have is, for me, a lot of the success of that movie is, and you don't say this a lot when you talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the chemistry between him and Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. That was the movie where I was like, holy yeah. shit, I like Tom Arnold. I'm always stuck in the van. When yeah. do I get to be out well, of here? Oh, <laughs> dude, the fucking scene when they have the shootout and he hides behind the, 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 pole, the light yes. pole. And he's like doing the oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastically executed, and it's just between the three of them, you know. Not to mention Elijah Dusku. Don't forget, she was there. Very young Elijah Dusku. They were, they were, they were so good that I'm gonna have a hard time getting past whoever getting past that for whoever they cast. I, you know, it's funny because I, I felt that same way when I was watching Lethal Weapon because I'm sitting there going, I'm like, okay. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson just had such amazing on-screen chemistry. I don't think they're going to be able to recapture that. And the nice thing is they didn't recapture it on the TV show. These two guys had their own chemistry and made it their own unique take on Lethal Weapon. So that's what kept me watching it. So I think if if you can have a cast that has its own chemistry and kind of capture some of the feel of what the movie was, like they did with the Lethal Weapon TV series, I think it'll make a good TV series. All right. So it's that's, that's my take on it. Green light, depending on casting. Yeah, green uh, light. Red light. I just don't have enough love with the original material. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, it's one I've only, I've, I've only seen, uh, I haven't seen all straight through. I've seen pretty much the whole thing in pieces on 
cable and on TV and shit like that. Oh, but, you uh, need to watch it all yeah, the way Yeah, I guess I do. But... Ooh, and a hot tea career was in there, too. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, that, that would help. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I mean, there's, there's a, and it a seems like there's a lot Lee of Curtis. shows <laughs> like yeah. that. There's a lot of the, the bedpost shows scene. where they, there's yeah. a suburban, Reveal the spy. Suburban Reveal Spy. And I'm, I just got finished watching the la- the latest season of uh, um, uh, Blacklist, too. So, I mean, it's going to be hard for now to do that. Um. Yeah, I, I'm, it's a tentative red light. Okay. Yeah. So you said Mick G. I'm already red lighting. <laughs> really? So yeah. He's standing up. firm, Jeff. Straight All up. Right. Well, I mean, with the boys, Mick G. is producing the Lethal Weapon TV series too. Oh, so. oh I'm watched it, nor do I want to see a TV show about Lethal Weapon. So oh, okay. oh. All right. So that throw, movies. That throws it to out reboot to reboot everything. Uh, that throws it out to the monkeys. Oh yeah, I guess it's on you, monkeys. True right. lies. What do you think? Red light or green light? Green light. And don't lie like the rest of these guys. Except for Andy. That's not yeah. true. <laughs> what, what, what are we lying about? Well, our, our faulty memories in our older ages? That's correct, yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie in the theater, and all I can remember is the Harrier jet scene. That's all I remember That's about that movie. What I was thinking, too. There is a Harrier jet scene. That is, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not conflating that with the... Right. the wow. True lies not the, uh, with the... Um, Wow! Live free or die hard. They both I've, they both had VTOL jets. Okay. True Lies is a Harrier, and in uh, and live what, free or what die Jeff hard. What Jeff is saying because he's trying to be a nerdy guy. It's vertical takeoff and landing. I, I know it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. VTOL. Yes. VTOL. VTOL. This is what that said. <laughs> What's your VTOL? Write to us wow. comments at uglycouchshow.com. Golly. Now I know he's a spy, but you think you just hop in and learn how to fly it? Like sure. Well, he no. He, he knew there's how. a line right in there. Tom Arnold says, "You do realize it has been over ten years since you've been behind the stick of one of these things." Oh, yeah, that solves okay. everything. That's right. Okay. Solves yep. everything. There yep. you go. Okay, one right. line is all it takes. No, Which is why the whole takeoff sequence. He's like, "Yeah, that. Yeah, that's 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 a textbook Harry Tasker takeoff right there." That's that's funny. <laughs> As he's like crashing into the cars and everything. That's fine. I you know it's like I remember so much about that movie because I enjoyed the interactions so much that the Harrier sequence is actually, actually you know what one of my behind favorite, me in the one memories. of my favorite scenes from that is when. One of the terrorist dude is taping the guy. Yeah, and the battery, <laughs> and the battery runs like, out. Oh, and he starts. You see him shaking and shaking. One. He's like, oh, right. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh. Before I forget, uh, the Corona fires in California. That's right around the area where Professor Biggs lives. He oh. is okay. If anybody's interested to know, I'm definitely. Well, he told that fire. Uh, he said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, Professor Biggs is okay. You would have thought it would have taken off the glasses and blown the fire out. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's weird that he has to take off the glasses to do it. He Mm. did text me that the winds were blowing it back into the hills away from the cities, so maybe he did. He's covering. (laughs) I would say until next week, but next week we will not have a show. Uh, I am having surgery this week, and Jeff, uh, who is the backup for running the show, will be out of town. Yeah, family obligations. So since I'll be in no shape to run the show, and and you guys don't know how to run this thing. Let me press the buttons again. Come on. Let's let Andy run the show. Hey, hey, it's been been 10 years since cursing you've been behind. If I let Andy record one show, we'll lose the entire archive. I don't think it's that. And they're not I, even on this machine. I think Andy would push like two buttons and the thing would just blow up in protest. <laughs> 
But we will be back the week after that, and I'll be all recovered, and my hernia will be a gonzies. You so, only get 51 episodes this year instead of 52. Sorry, guys. It's, <laughs> we, we, we're out like one, once a year. This is the once. So until week after next, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Check Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you week after next in Geek. Mm. I still have pages of red light green. Yeah, how many, how many do. did we get through? I lost count. I didn't count them, no. but I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 left over. So, so we, we went 10. through 10. That's not bad. So we went through 10. Yeah. Come on, True Lies. TV that sucks. <laughs> you're really... That you're, that's I where your horses are. really like that that movie. And mm-hmm. if it's they can recapture movie. at least some of the feel of that, and I have a feeling Cameron will, you know, be as enough of a hands-on producer that... Uh, Do you think he will with all that Avatar going on right now? <sighs> I, I, I found that I read in the point. article that uh, I was reading. Yeah, it's, He's... Because he's also producing... The Terminator movie, sure. which just like, uh, you know what, my buddy McG take over, <laughs> which which just <laughs> hired Hamilton, by the way. Linda he Hamilton's coming back to Terminator. Yeah, I read yeah. that. That's, oh, that's... Linda Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> he's a bit of yes. a control freak, though. So you yeah, know, there's that. Because I'd, I'd watch Terminator with you know, I'm not throwing away my <laughs> shot. Yes, yeah, thank no. you. Yeah, <laughs> wow, <laughs> dude. you're just in a singing mode. Stonehenge. I'm singing. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Why? I had a good fuck? weekend. I had a fun weekend. Oh god! You, you played did, a bunch of vi- games. I played a bunch of games. Good for you, nerds that love me. Oh my god! All right. I they l- thought you, you were Paul. You worked, like you worked all weekend <laughs> well, again yeah. and didn't get paid. Yeah, exactly. Oh! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I like singing, Andy. <laughs> oh god! Really? You got to encourage this? Yes. Jesus. I think it's glorious. Uh, it's wonderful. The school fest guys are making <laughs> hands over fists amounts of money. Yeah, and like, hey, Andy, Father. can you watch our game room for nothing? And, and play games with nerdy <laughs> people that love me. Yes. That, do, uh, that does sound nice. Yeah. Uh, I am. I, I was paid in love and beer. That's my, uh, my favorite wow. way of paid. Paid in love. They, they get it in your ear holes? Oh, yes. Right in my ear holes. Deep inside his ear holes. Finder of Lost Loves, Tony Franciosa. I would watch that in CBS yeah, All Access. Sure. Yeah. I bet that's on your, your mysterious sure. channel, too. Mysterious channel? <laughs> Todd's mysterious. <laughs> I want that. The channel oh, the channel that you want to have. Right next uh, to the Canadian channel about. Todd's mysterious channel. Todd's will be American American channel. That's the American mysterious channel. channel. Todd's mysterious channel. There's the title after, right there. It'll that's be after <laughs> his surgery next week. Todd's mysterious channel. That's the next subscription service you will be going to. <laughs> all Access. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, that'll be his channel after his surgery next week. All the access, all the time. All all the boys. Say goodnight, Watto. (laughs) Goodnight, Watto. Goodbye, Watto. Goodbye, Watto. Fuck you, Watto. (laughs) You're going back where you belong. But I want to stay around. Yeah, get back. Go away. You and your... Yeah. Goddamn revolutionary tumor. Free Mars. Free me so I can take my rightful place. Quaid. Turn on the reactor. Turn on the control panel. Cut off his axis. Hit the button, Frank. Put a mesh over that little beast. (laughs) You make it sound so sexy. (laughs) Well, you know, we're we're taking a part of your body and putting it inside and making it stay there. And then that's the the very definition of sex. (laughs) (laughs) And then when the mesh moves, you can sue. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> now that you've given up the he's, whole plan gonna, here on air. He's going right. to be taking down all the hernia mesh lawsuit phone numbers while he's here and watching TV for <laughs> the whole week. I didn't Ugh. think I need to explain the joke, but I said... Hey, Ross Banana is dead. All you've got left is the 80s Jeff PR firm. Okay? <laughs> oh my God. Give, give me back my damn pillow. <laughs> it's your belly, and it's going into Todd's. Oh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> pillow that hernia, Andy. Pillow it. <laughs> All right, now we're back to sexy. <laughs> Stonehenge, where the demons dwell, where the banshees live and they do live well.